sight. Caterpillar to a butterfly. It's green and growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Starting hour number three of green and growing. You've missed so much if you slept in uh, up till now. So welcome to the show if you're just joining us. Yeah, hours one, hours two. They're in the books, and they're going to be online later, wsbradio.com. When you click on On Demand, you can listen to each of the three hours separately, commercial-free. So you'll hear uh, Walter Wonders, our segment at 6.30 we do with Walter Reeves every weekend about ants. We learned a lot about ant baits that work and those that don't, and uh, organic ways to treat ants. And then in the 7 o'clock hour, hour two, Sandra Parrish, longtime reporter here. She's uh, our, our capital reporter and also Gwinnett County Bureau. She has been on this station for a long, long time. Many of you love her so much, and maybe you didn't know she's an avid gardener. So I had a great conversation with her and a lot of questions that I wanted to ask her about the things that I saw in her landscape in the North Georgia mountains. So you can listen back to that. And great calls, too. 404-872-0750 is the way you can get in touch with us. Some pe- Sometimes people will just submit questions to me on the Facebook page, and that's fine, too. Sometimes I have time to talk about those on the air. So Green and Growing WSB is what you search there and uh, submit a question and even a picture if you would like. So first I want to talk to Gilbert in Monroe, who called a little earlier, and he's back about his peppers and tomatoes. Hey, Gilbert, good morning. Good morning. So what's what's going on in your garden there? Well, I got tomato plants and pepper plants that are six feet tall, but oh. producing very little. Hmm. What's What's your sun look like? Uh, full sun. Full sun. Okay, so that's not the problem. Because mine, mine did the same. My pepper plants and tomatoes, exactly both. They they leafed out great, and they got really tall, but they just never set flowers. Um, but in my case, I'm almost 100% sure they didn't get enough sun. Did you ever fertilize at any point? Yes. And then did you start these from plant or from seed yourself? Plants. Okay. Oh, yeah, and now it's going to be really, really late. Um, I still see one flower on my pepper plant, but I know there's no promise of a pepper there because it's probably going to get too cold before that becomes anything. Uh, Gilbert, is that an area of, you know, in that soil where you've planted before and had success, or is that a new spot? Well, no, it's a new spot, but I got some pepper plants are. They're not grow at all, and they're not producing either. All right. So, based on what you're saying, if you've if you've done fertilization, especially early on, early fertilizer is so key when you first put them in the ground and let them get adjusted on all of that, and then maybe midway through the summer too, um, fertilizing properly, like at the base of the plant, and and as often as needed is really important, and you're getting enough sun. So my thing there would probably be the soil. Maybe there weren't enough soil amendments in it. Um, you know, if you had added any kind of uh, fish emulsion or amendments, compost, anything like that probably would have been really, really good to add to the soil. So maybe not as good of a soil mix as we would have liked. Um, and when we come back on, you know, in the late winter, early spring, when we're starting to think about vegetable gardens, I've got a really good soil recipe that I used um, for the garden this past March, April that I usually share. But topsoil, um, anything like some people use coconut core, which improves drainage. I haven't heard from too many people that use that uh, compost or cow manure, anything like that. 
leaves and grass clippings, uh, those that have you know not had herbicides used on them. So that would be my guess, Gilbert, because um, you fertilized, you got enough sun. So the other thing is just starting from the base up and thinking that maybe not enough nutrients. So maybe if you're going to do a fall garden, go ahead and pull all of those things out. Unfortunately, the peppers and the tomatoes, I think they're done. So pull them out, add some good soil amendment, you know, rake that around, stir it up really, really good. And then you can move forward, hopefully, with more success with a fall garden. Thanks for the call. 404-872. Whoa. Hey. Whoa. That was weird. (laughs) No, that was on my end, Jason. Jason's like, what did I do? No, that was me. So I went to take Bruce in Rome, and that was Bruce's. Hold on. I'm going to try it again. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay, Bruce. So Bruce, hey, if you're listening and you can hear me, we can't hear you. Call us back. He was asking about Bermuda. So maybe we'll talk to Bruce about his Bermuda. Uh, Okay. Wow. That was like outer space. Let's go to Phil in Atlanta. Hey, Phil, welcome to the show. Good morning, Ashley. How are you? Uh, just, I'm not doing too bad traveling up to Tennessee right now. Ah. I live in Jackson, okay. and all the flower beds that I put in are about a year old. I have crepe myrtles, uh, that variegated plant that you were talking about. It looks like grass, puts out the little... Monkey pretty, grass. Uh, purple yeah. flower. Yep. Yeah, love it. Love it. Perfect driveway liner. Yes, is it what is, I call isn't it? it? Oh, it's so the variegated yes. variety totally is the solid green. It's a good border too, but it takes a lot more maintenance because it spreads. But the variegated, that's that's I'm, gorgeous. I'm learning that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Good. Okay, my question is this. I have a question and then I have a suggestion for you about uh deer control. Okay. Um the question is is I don't know what kind of fertilizer that I could put uh, that I could just kind of sprinkle around in the you know uh, on the mulch and let it get carried down into the uh, ground when it rains or when I water my plants. Um, I thought about Miracle Grow, but mm-hmm. that is so expensive and there's such a uh, a big area that I would have to fertilize. Is there something more comparable uh, money-wise and that it works? That will help out my plants. My crepe myrtles, I think they've got their roots established right now, mm-hmm. but they're really not producing any flowers or really growing that much. Yeah, that's funny. We go through cycles, you know, with as long as I answered phones for Walter for about eight years and then having the show, we uh-huh. go through cycles different years where we'll have like themes of the calls all summer long. And Last summer, especially, not so much this year, but last summer there was an underlying theme that so many people were getting frustrated with crepe myrtles not blooming. And Walter and I just uh-huh. kind of chalked it up to, you know, environment. We just have some fluke years where, but yeah, this year I've seen them almost more prolific than what I can remember in years past. So yeah, years are just kind of stagnant, huh? Yeah, they're, they're really stagnant right now. They're not growing that much. Now, I drive a semi and I travel quite a bit around Georgia and I see crepe myrtles blooming all over the place you go down uh 185 towards columbus and the crepe myrtles in the middle of the interstate oh they're they're beautiful they're just blooming like crazy yeah they really have taken off this year that's what i've seen too so generally Uh with crepe myrtles i mean fertilizing is not going to change a whole lot if it's just a year that they're not really blooming and especially you know this late too um it's not going to do a whole Uh lot of good but like you're saying just for you know your beds and other just general health I mean, an all-purpose garden fertilizer like an 888 or a 101010 is going to work really well, just broadcast across the board to everything. Um, And you may just have to kind of comparison shop because I know some of them can get expensive. Miracle Grow, you've Mm -hmm. got Dr. Mm -hmm. Earth, 
Um, there's so many brands. And buying it in bulk is going to cost more up front. But in the long run, as long as you store it's it properly, cheaper. yes, that's going to uh-huh. be a whole lot cheaper buying when, a very large When will brand. be a good – I'm sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, but when, when would be a good time to put all this back? Just now or I, should I wait? Generally, for stuff that we've enjoyed, you know, blooming – Right now, throughout the summer and into mm-hmm. fall, March to August is a really, really good time to fertilize. Um, not to say that you couldn't now, though. The monkey grass is going to appreciate it. The roots of that get so deep. The crepe myrtle mm-hmm. is certainly going to benefit from it as well. Um, so okay. I mean, you can still do that, I would say, for another month, month and a half at least, depending on you know how warm it stays. But yeah, just broadcasting okay. an 888 or a 101010 would probably be just fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate it. And now, my suggestion is yes. for deer repellent. I want to hear that. What you got? Okay. It's very simple. I used to use this a lot when I lived and worked at Hilton Head Island. Lots of deer. Lots mm-hmm. of deer. Put down foliage. Next morning, it's gone. Well, we found out that we could contact Tabasco, mm. and they will sell you the sludge off the bottom of the tanks oh. that they put. Now, let me tell you, this stuff really works, but you better have gloves on. You don't want to get it on your skin. And you mix it in a sprayer with water and oil. Hmm. Shake it up really good. And just periodically, like after a rainstorm, when it dries, go out and just hit them real quick with a you know slight mist on top, not down towards the bottom. You don't need to put it at the bottom because they're good. Deer are going to start eating on the top of the plant. Mm-hmm. Put that on there, and trust me, they come up one lick and they're gone. So, what did you work commercially in Hilton Head? Uh, yes, I worked at Moss Creek Plantation, but I was mainly dealt with irrigation. So I wonder, though, I, if, if all of our listeners run and call Tabasco, you know, if that's kind of something they have readily available in, in you know, homeowner quantities now, or if it was larger for you all. Well, you like I said, it was the sludge off the bottom yeah, of the tank. Right. Now, whether they sell that or not anymore, I'm sorry. I haven't bought it in a long time. Okay. But that's what we use. And it, trust me, it was very effective. And, you know, it doesn't really harm them. I mean, I'm not going to harm an animal just because of the fact he wants to eat something. Yes, no, no poisons you know, or anything. No. So you said no, the, no. The, the sludge from the Tabasco and water and oil. What kind of oil did you mix in that spray? Uh, you can use a vegetable oil, but I told, uh, I said, no, no, let's not use vegetable oil. Let's use baby oil. And they said, why baby oil? And I said, because vegetable oil, it, the scent is going to draw them in. Because it is a vegetable, mm-hmm. and it could be the scent could draw them in. They said, well, that makes sense. So we <laughs> we just used baby oil. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Yep. Okay, so I'm definitely going to gonna put that up for folks who are listening. And when I was talking with that conversation with Sandra Parrish, you know, she was just uh-huh. at her wit's end. They ate irises. The deer ate her knockout roses. I mean, the things they go after is just mind-boggling, too. But um, the, Well, you can also use human hair. Yes, yeah, that that could be a deterrent as well. And also, I, I told Sandra when she's planting annuals, like bedding annuals and just flowering things in the beds, I'd always heard, and some folks, of course, have success and some don't, but you want to go toward flowers that have like a textured leaf because that's going to uh-huh. you know, deter them a little bit as well. So, so many tips and tricks and, you know, not every deer is going to follow the protocol that we want them to. But that's interesting. I really appreciate that, mm-hmm. Phil. That's a new one. I no like problem. It. Well, good. Well, okay, thanks for great. the call, and good luck fertilizing everything. Just keep your fingers crossed for crepe myrtles next year, you know, for more blooms next year. And honestly, pruning doesn't do a whole lot of good for those guys either. They're they're one of the most forgiving trees as far as how you prune and when you prune. You see people cut them back next to nothing. But 
you know, it's just going to be a year where they either just are full of blooms and they just flush really well or just some years that they don't. So we could prune if we if we want to, but generally I think you just hope for the best for next season. All right, well, Jennifer and Flowery Branch coming up, Kim and Decatur, and more calls on Green and Growing. Join us, 404-872-0750. You're listening to Ashley Frasca right now on WSB. Everybody here ain't from here, but we're here doing our thing. Letting go a little, little by little, sipping on a frozen drink. Luke Bryan, he is from here. So am I. Born and raised in Georgia, I have never left. I went from Woodstock to Athens, back to Woodstock. So many of you are locals and Georgia natives, and I appreciate you listening to the show way back when. Kathy Henderson, then Walter Reeves for 25 years, and now me. I've made it six months, and they haven't kicked me off the air yet. Thank you for listening to Green and Growing. We're back. want to update you on the weather and then right back to calls, and then we'll hear from Pike Nursery in about 10 minutes. Something pretty exciting at all the nurseries today, shrubs for privacy. So they'll have some recommendations for you there. But to plan the day, we do have a chance for isolated storms today. Waking up to about 76 degrees right now. High of 88, low of 72. Nothing new there. Scattered thunderstorms tomorrow. High of around 89 and low around 72. So, yeah, just had a really good conversation with Phil there and his recommendation uh, for deer repellents, including human hair. Tom and Canton called to say the same thing. Just go by your local barbershop and ask for a little Ziploc bag or Tupperware or something and get some uh, human hair and spread that around the plants, and that could be a deterrent as well. So good, cheap ideas here on Green and Growing. That's what I like. 404-872-0750. 404-872-0750. Jennifer up in Flowery Branch. Good morning. Thanks for hanging on. Good morning. Thank you. So what's going on? So we have a small tree. It wasn't it wasn't very big, but it was never healthy. We tried to fix it um, and that didn't work for a couple of years. So we, we cut it down during the um, over the winter last year. And when we cut it down, it had a hollow area and it was very easy to cut down and haul away. So we made a good decision. Um, We never did get rid of the stump. Mm -hmm. And over the summer, we started having some sprouts come up. And as of now, there's about 20, maybe 25 sprouts that have come up from that stump that are about uh, three, three and a half feet high now. (laughs) So do you you know what the tree was? Was it a crepe myrtle or you don't really remember? It was not a crepe myrtle. Um, I would say it's some type of maple is my guess. Okay. Okay. So yeah, even though the tree is long gone, the memory of the tree lives on. So at this point, it may be a little too much to uh, mow those down, but as long as you keep up with a mower or a weed eater and just repetitively knocking those suckers down, eventually they stop. But no joke, Jennifer, depending on the tree, it could take a couple of years. We took down a couple, and I still, to this day, I've been in my house like 10 years, and I don't know the names of these two trees, but they were thin trunks and intertwined, really pretty, just a flush of variegated green leaves, almost kind of weeping, really pretty trees. I don't recall that they ever flowered, but we took them down and same thing. The suckers are crazy. So another thing is Sucker Punch. Bonide makes a product called Sucker Punch, and that's kind of a spray-on control for suckers and sprouts. Um, So you could try that and just making sure that what's left of the stump 
gets as low to the ground as it can and drill holes if there's anything left in the stump or even like in the roots, you know, because obviously those sprouts and suckers are coming from roots that are coming out from where the trunk was. So taking a drill, I mean, honestly, drill holes in the roots that are above ground and in the trunk, and that'll kind of help the breakdown and decomposition process as well. But uh, if you end up using something like Sucker Punch from Bonhead, let me know how it works. Thank you, Jennifer. All right, we'll talk to Bill and Mableton, Linda in Paulding County, and Craig and Griffin, all of your calls coming up, as well as we'll hear from the manager of the Milton Pike Nursery with some shrubs for privacy. Coming up on Green and Growing, 95.5 WSB. with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. I like jamming out. You're playing some good music today, Jason. Thank you. And this is my favorite, Cantaloupe by Us Three. That's what, That was my favorite song in fifth grade. And so I thought, oh, one day if I ever have a radio show, I'm, uh, yeah, it does make you feel old, doesn't it? If I ever have a radio show, I'm going to have that song. And then, no, I never thought I'd have a radio show. But, hey, I still got to use the song. Very cool. Welcome back. I feel like I'm talking to myself. 404-872-0750. Last half hour of Green and Growing. It goes so quickly. And I'm really happy for those of you who are waking up and you're able to step outside right now. I haven't been outside in about three hours. But everyone says it kind of has that fall feel outside right now. I love that. 76 degrees. It's going to be a pleasant day. Well, this part of the show, we always bring on Pike Nursery. And I love what we've done involving the different managers of different store locations. That way, you get to hear your Pike Nursery, someone from your local store, call in, give us some advice, give us some tips and plants that are being featured at the store, not only over the weekend, but just, you know, I mean, this time of year, the plants to look for and some of the fun things that are featured. So joining me now, the store manager of the Milton Store, the newest location in Metro Atlanta, Paul Delero. Hey, Paul, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, Love your show. Thank you. And congrats on the on the baby store, the baby store in Metro Atlanta. How's it doing out there in Milton? Uh, we're doing good. We're growing. We are growing out here and um, helped to make a great impact in the uh, in the area here in Milton. Yeah, it's a beautiful store. A lot of fun. Walter and I did a, a live broadcast from that store just about two years ago, maybe right after it opened and, and had a great time. Y'all showed us a, a very nice time and it's a good location. Busy intersection too, so very easy to get in and out of. Yes, absolutely. Good. All right. Well, so, Paul, I I let the cat out of the bag a little early. I did tell folks that you were going to be talking about shrubs for privacy, and this is great. It's a great topic because so many folks thinking about planting in the fall, whether it's shrubs or trees, such an ideal time with soil temperatures and the weather. We can get out there and be out there for hours in the fall. So this is really something that people can start planning ahead and thinking about if they're, you know, starting to see some Leland Cypress die back or just have the neighbor that they liked and, and not so much anymore. So right, shrubs, absolutely. Yeah, shrubs for privacy. Without further ado, what are some that you all recommend that you have in stock that you just know are foolproof? 
Uh, well, the wax leaf ligustrum, you know, is one of the best shrubs for privacy hedges, you know, and they grow about eight to 12 feet tall and can be pruned to size. It can take full sun, which is six or more hours of sun all the way to partial shade. Yeah. It has nice deep green color and, um, and you know, those we have five, 10 and 15 gallon. And the flowers smell nice too. That's the, the point in my, the top of my driveway when I bring up the recycling and bring up the trash can every week, ligustrum is what the builder planted in most houses in my neighborhood around those ugly, unsightly, you know, cable boxes and things. Ligustrum just kind of are thrown around those to hide them. But uh, that was a pleasant surprise to walk up there like an early summer and smell those flowers. The flowers are real delicate, small little white flowers, but they smell great. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, ligustrum's a good one. That's a tough one. And, you know, you got the cleara, which is another great hedge option. That grows 10 feet tall and wide and full, and they grow in full and partial sun. It needs at least four hours a day of sun, preferably in the afternoon. It has long, slender leaves and also gets white flowers in the summer that turns into berries, you know, coming into the fall, which is beautiful color. Yeah, visually something to see with Cleara, like Paul said, white flowers, and then enjoying the berries, too, and, you know, may attract some birds and things that you want in your landscape. So Cleara, and all of these, I know you've got a couple more, but all of these, you've really got to think about looking at the tag knowing how large these are going to get and proper spacing for shrubs is so important, right, Paul? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we also, you know, one of the most popular large evergreens for privacy screens is the uh, green giant arborvitae. You know, they're fast growing and deer resistant and they require full, full sun and little to no pruning or maintenance. Yeah, we talked to Janet earlier in the show about her green giant arborvitae and just how important was something like that, though, consistent moisture for for an evergreen shrub like that it is so important to not let it dry out at any point especially when it's getting established so that's a good one and what's the next one that you've got for us that has beautiful flowers you can't miss them oh well then you're talking about the camellias Uh, they are the southern staple with their deep green shiny leaves that get flowers in red pink or white and are a good option for green privacy pens fences and partial shade areas and there are two types of camellias the camellia sasanqua that bloom september to january that have a single or semi double flowers or the camellia hyponica they have large showy flowers commonly associated with camellias and bloom december through april yeah that that variety the the japonica camellia that could really be a showstopper in the winter time when those start to put out deep pink you know, blooms and up against snowy days and things like that. Those stand out beautifully blooming December through April. So, and you got to make sure too, because I'm sure at Pike, y'all have got many different varieties of camellia, but some tree form versus shrub. So you want to be sure of what you're buying, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So good thing about Pike Nursery, the only one in the market that does this, when you buy a plant or well, a tree or a shrub, what's the guarantee that buyers can rest easy with Paul that y'all have that no one else does. We have lifetime guarantee guarantee on all trees and shrubs. Lifetime guarantee. And then in our, you know, we also have the late landscape design. Um, we have another service called landscape, landscape installations, harm, home garden consultation. And then we also have your pick and plant planting services. So you come out here, you pick a plant or a shrub 
and we'll come and plant it for you. Yeah, I mean, Pike Nursery can help you from start to finish if at, at any stage in the process. If you want them to be there from the very beginning with the design and the installation, or like Paul said, pick and plant. You pick it, they come plant it. Physically, it's just too demanding or too much for you to do. But that lifetime guarantee on um, all shrubs and trees at Pike Nursery, I mean, that's no joke, Paul, because I've done that with two yeah. things. I've done that with Sky Pencil Holly that died, and it was about a year and a half, two years. Brought it back, no problem, got a replacement. And then a dwarf boxwood that I had in a pot, you know, flanking the front door, it just started dying limb by limb, yanked it out. And I brought it into the store and I was like, hey, do y'all want to see this dead boxwood? <laughs> do I need yeah. to show it to you guys? And they're like, oh, go pick out another one. So my town yeah. store, it was great. Yeah, we're the only one in the industry with the lifetime guarantee. Perfect. All right. So shrubs for privacy, Paul letting us know, Ligustrum, Cliera, and Camellia, just to name a few. Also, Green Giant, Arborvitae. Paul, that's great info. Folks want to find out more about Pike Nursery. Maybe they're new to Georgia and they're not from North Carolina, so they don't know of your nurseries. How can they find out more? I'm sorry. What was oh, just visiting you guys online. Oh, yeah. Go to our uh, pikenurseries.com and you can find out the the locations nearest to you in the area. And, um, you know, stop by this weekend here in Milton and we could show you various evergreen shrubs that would be great to create a privacy screen. And we could also help you with your garden projects. This weekend is a great time to plant since the soil is moist from the rain with more rain also in the forecast. Yeah. We'll help you with your new plants. You're right about that. Well, Paul, thanks for taking the time to call us this morning. We really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you for having us. All right. Have a good weekend there at the Milton store. So you can visit Paul in Milton. Paul Delero, thank you so much. 404-872-0750. Want to talk to Kim in Decatur. Good morning, Kim. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Um, I have a tomato, why they won't bloom advice and also um, a tip on bug bite home remedies. Um, right now, tomatoes will not set fruit because they don't like the heat. If it's um, 70 or above for your low temperature at night, and if your daytime high is anywhere approaching 90 mm. or above, um, they'll bloom. You'll get, you'll get blossoms but the blossoms will drop off and they're basically taking a break. Mm -hmm. And so they'll, they'll perk up once, once it starts to cool off a little bit. I mean, it's, that's why they don't grow tomatoes generally. I mean, tomatoes, you get tomatoes from Florida during the winter because it's cooler down there. Right. Right. Yeah. It stays warm so, for longer too. And then what's your remedy yeah. for bug bites? Curious about that. And I, well, I used to live in Florida and a park ranger gave me this tip and it works great. Um, you can either use a uh, meat tenderizer because it's got an enzyme in it. Um, it's my cat. <laughs> or, <laughs> um, and uh, that, will, that will help a bug bite. Or also, um, I know in Florida, but you can buy these little pens. They look like a, you know, like a felt tip pen yes. carrier mm -hmm. for bugs. They're just full of ammonia, household ammonia. I buy the non-sudsy kind, mm -hmm. and that's really great, like on for ant bites and mosquito bites and stuff to stop the itching. And yes, and, I, I've and got one that. of those. I forget what it's called, but it's a yeah. white pen type tube. You're yeah. absolutely and right. It's, it's just got ammonia in it. That's yeah. all they put in them. Takes out so the sting. My... Takes out the burn after you've been bit. Well, yeah. great. Well, Kim, those are my two tips. 
Yes, thank you for sharing that. And being from Florida up to Georgia, you've learned a lot, I'm sure. There's a little bit of a change well, in climate. So I just lived there for about four years. I'm really from Minnesota in the Northwest, wow. the Pacific Northwest. But um, anyway, but those are just two good tips. But yeah, if you look up, if you go Google why tomatoes won't set fruit when it's hot, it'll tell you it's because it's hot. Yeah, reaching <laughs> so, the end come of- back. Yeah, reaching the end of our spring and summer vegetable gardens. I hate that. It makes me sad. Like I had mentioned, Kim must have heard me earlier in the show, that my pepper plant, it's got a few peppers. They're not full grown yet, but still has one blossom on it. And I thought, oh, isn't that pretty? One flower on my pepper plant. But yeah, not to expect anything from that. Kim, thanks for the call. We have time for just a few more before we wrap up Green and Growing here on 95.5 WSB. The last few minutes of the show today, and I want to be able to take calls, so let me quickly update you on the weekend weather that is sponsored by Finley Roofing. Channel 2 Action News meteorologist Brad Nitt says isolated storm chance today, high around 88, low around 72. And yes, I mentioned fantasy football earlier because it's a good time for a fantasy football draft and you're going to be indoors. Why not? Tomorrow, an increase in the rain chance, thunderstorms 40%. High still around 89 and lows in the low 70s. 404-872-0750. Bill in Mableton, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Ashley. How you doing? Oh, you have the worst. You have weeds in your or in your centipede lawn, right? Yeah, starting to sprout up. Ah, oh, that is such a pain. Okay, well, I've got some good news for you. So with centipede, um, 2,4-D, like an active ingredient of 2,4-D in a weed killer is going to be effective, but you have to proceed with caution because it can be somewhat hazardous if applied too much in a centipede lawn, but that's going to be one thing. And also, now is the time in a centipede lawn in the month of September, it's ideal to do that pre-emergent. So when you lay down that pre-emergent here in the next month, that's early enough now in September that it's going to have the cycle to be able to prevent winter weeds from sprouting. So you're not going to be just seeing, you know, bright green weeds all winter long along that centipede grass. Um, So really get on top of that for sure. Ensuring just the overall health of the centipede and making sure, you know, it gets the water and the fertilization it needs. And as I said earlier in the show, Bill, too, of mowing you know consistent mowing once or twice a week and never letting it get uh more than about an inch and a half inch and three quarters high that's the ideal height to mow it to um but yeah seeing the weeds now my goodness i know you're just overwrought with them aren't you <laughs> oh yes it's a uh, pretty grass and i hate to see those things sprout up and i have damaged my centipede before with some weed and feed don't want to make that mistake again no no so yeah like a two a two four d mix um you know, you have to follow the label directions and all of that. And then you never apply herbicides to any centipede that looks like it's suffering from drought or it's got bare patches or anything like that. Um, and also, what else was I going to tell you here about it? Um, I'm I'm blanking. Oh, Image. Image is a product for sedge, uh, like nut sedge and all of that. Image is a good product too, Bill, and that's safe to use on centipede lawns. Again, use, you know, caution, read the label. But Get ahead of the weeds now, as long as you get in a good cycle of those pre-emergence, applying that in September, and then one in March to get ahead of the summer weeds. That's going to get you on track to prevent them, and then you have a little less work to do 
with the aftermath and the after effects of the weeds. Thanks so much for the call. If you need more, go to WalterReeves.com, WalterReeves.com, and type in lawn care calendar, and you're going to find a calendar there for, for Centipede for every lawn type. Print it out and follow that month by month, everything you need to do for the healthiest lawn that you have. Linda, I'm so sorry I didn't have a chance to get to the call, but I will talk to you next Saturday and all of you as well. In the meantime, Monday through Friday, you'll hear me on Triple Team Traffic on Channel 2 in the mornings and right here on WSB Radio. But reach out to me on the Facebook page. I'd love to hear from you. Search Green and Growing WSB. We have good conversations there, posting pictures of fun stuff that we're seeing. So it's good to keep in touch during the week. But until then... Take care, have a great weekend, and be safe, stay dry, and we'll talk at you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.